Thank you so, so much to our new patrons, Brian Hester, Mel V23, Terry Tip, Tiffany, Janine Chambers, Mistmatch, Haley, Pimentel, Katie Mears, Excel, and Carrie Rogers. Folks, you are the cheese in our grilled cheese. If you'd like to support Book Reviews Kill and gain access to exclusive full-length episodes, deleted scenes, videos, and monthly giveaways, please click on the link in the description for this episode. Hello, and welcome to Book Reviews Kill, a podcast about fantasy, sci-fi, and horror novels. I'm Chad. And I'm Evan. And you are listening to the Monday Morning Minute. And this week in fictional news, Dolly Parton's Imagination Library is celebrating 200 million books that were gifted through the program. It's actually, as of this recording, at 211,415,579 books gifted. The program is dedicated to inspiring a love of reading by gifting books free of charge to children from birth to age five. This is possible through funding shared by Dolly Parton and local community partners in the United States, Canada, United Kingdom, Australia, and Republic of Ireland. This is inspired by her father's inability to read and write. Dolly Parton started her imagination library in 1995 for the children within her home county. Today, her program spans five countries and gifts over two million free books each month to children around the world. And I've got a quote from Dolly Parton here. I know there are children in communities around the world with big dreams, and the seeds of those dreams are often found in books. You know, I already really loved Dolly Parton so much. But I didn't know about this until today. That that woman is an angel, an absolute like an angel among us. I had no idea she was so involved in things. Yeah, I know. She's just she's got such a gigantic heart. She's such an awesome person. Like two hundred like million books. Is that what it is? It's I thought in, it was like uh, Tennessee. I've been very close to it, but I didn't have the chance to go. Yeah, she's so cool. Just imagine just giving two hundred million books away. Like that's wow. books are so important at an early age, and it's. And it's so cool of her to recognize that and not only recognize that, but do something, you know, she took her resources, right. she took her success and said, okay, how can I, what can I do here? What can, what's the, what's the thing that'll really impact kids? Boom. Books. Obviously. Books. Let's do it. That's so cool. And to get them going at a young age, just like I had the blessing to be uh, injected Same. with yeah. so many books at a young age. It has been like one of the greatest gifts that my parents could have ever given me to like install that love of books early on. It has helped me through like the hard times and the good times and increased my understanding of the world and people and made me more empathetic to other people. And just, man, I cannot sing the praises of how books affect on my life enough. So go her. Yeah. And they're expensive. I mean, like even those kids books are kind of expensive, you yeah. know, I mean, like if you're struggling and you, you know, you don't have a ton of money to throw around on books, like this is probably really important to a lot of people. Ah, it just made my day to see this. It's so cool. So awesome. Yeah, that is really awesome. Go it's Dolly. We know you're listening. Thanks so much. Thank you for listening. Also, Dolly why aren't you Parton. on the Patreon? What the heck are you doing? <laughs> Come on, Dolly Parton. Help <laughs> Come us on, out. Dolly. <laughs> <laughs> what was your week like? What have you been doing? Man, I wish I could say I've started all of these great new things that you don't know about, but <laughs> I can't, man. I've been reading Faithful in the Fallen and Red Rising and now, of course, Golden Sun and loving every 
page. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. so good. Like I, I flirted a little bit with the Hugh fights monsters, but the, for the first time ever, I picked up Hugh fights monsters, read about three pages and was like, I'm going to hit faithful the fallen. Yeah. <laughs> I set it aside, which is crazy. Yeah. You're almost my, done with malice. Aren't you? Yeah. I'm really close. Oh, I'm very boy. close. How many pages is that book? I'm reading on the Kindle. So I'm reading so much on the Kindle. Dude, great. The greatest gift I've received in the last like two years of my life. Thank you so much, Evan. You're welcome. Of course. Uh, 628 pages, I think. Is okay. Okay. So it's not ginormous. It's pretty big. It's a, I mean, either, a pretty big know. book. Yeah. I mean, the, the copy I have is, uh, is a tome. Yeah. So a- the thing that is so big about it is because it feels like a lot larger. If you would have asked me how many out of it, like eight, 900 pages. I think it's what's getting me is the amount of characters and the complete lot. utter lack of handholding in, in this story. Without going too much into spoiler territory, and obviously we don't want to spoil the big episode we're probably going to end up having for oh, yeah. each of these books. But uh, so I'm about like 250 pages in, like I'm almost to the halfway mark, and because uh, I've been reading a bunch of other stuff, and uh, I I really love this. It's it's a perfect book for after we we finish the expanse. It's just exactly yeah. what we need to be reading. Um, but yeah, man, like the names, like there's a lot of terms in here. The story is not that complicated. I mean, it's I mean, it's, the backstory is complicated, but what's actually going on is pretty simple to to grasp. You know, there's like some some things happening. We're getting everybody together to talk about it. Like that's weird. Boy, you know, it sure doesn't feel that way though. It feels really complicated because I I feel like structurally it's not a great idea to have a character and then have like 60 pages pass without revisiting that character because <laughs> yeah. there's definitely been a couple parts where I've been like wait a minute okay wait oh yeah it's that guy again okay yeah oh, in this area of the this very thoroughly named area of the, <laughs> the country or uh, yes. the, the continent or whatever uh, but yeah there's just I think um, I, I was perusing reddit and uh funny enough i saw a post about malice and it was somebody that said i'm giving up on malice because i'm 10 (laughs) chapters in and 70 characters have been introduced i went and counted them (laughs) wow and they're not wrong i don't think so i've created the most expansive dramatis persona because i always write myself a little list of the characters that way when we're doing these podcast episodes i can like quickly reference them and their relations to each other and it just helps for my memory to have this quick reference guide and this one i couldn't just make the dramatis persona i actually have the dramatis persona and then underneath them i have like indentations of like mother father brother sister best friend enemy beef with and that way i can have like (laughs) these like yeah no that's a that's a that's a important yeah it's important yeah it's very important and so uh it really kind of helps because i'll have that i'll be like starting a a chapter i'll be like who is this again they'll look over like oh right this guy and they have beef with this okay perfect but if i didn't have that it would be harder for sure i've heard that there's a glossary in the second book i haven't looked at it yet because i don't want any spoilers i don't want to if someone's not in the glossary then that's right um but (laughs) very telling (laughs) i'm i'm pretty into this i think it's great like i don't really have any the, the only critique, if you even call it a critique, is like, yeah, this is you're throwing a lot at us. But I mean, it's so epic fantasy. You're story. always getting yeah. a lot thrown at you. You know, I mean, what if the I, world's going to end? Yeah, well, I mean, like, got to be involved. Yeah, <laughs> you're totally <laughs> right. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. So and not just Frodo, you know? Yeah. So I feel like um, I mean, there's a lot of names in Lord of the Rings, too. I mean, like, what, is, yeah, why do we is. need to know who ten, Ted Sandyman is? You know, but, yeah, <laughs> who is Ted Sandyman? <laughs> He's got to read the books again, man. Dude, I know. How is that going, by the way? Oh, I'll ask you when, when we get to your your chat, because I do want to hear about it. 
I'm singing its praises, but I also want to give forth a like warning of like, know what you're getting into. And if you're like, oh my gosh, my life is so overwhelming right now. I just need to like escape into something like maybe don't pick faithful in the fallen. It's pretty Choose- dark. Yes. Yeah, well, yeah, it's, that's it's pretty too. dark. It's pretty violent. It's pretty dark. Yeah, pretty I was violent. like surprised at a couple <laughs> There are a couple oh, yeah. battle scenes where I was like, whoa, oh, oh my God, yeah. this is getting crazy. But man, it's uh, satiating my like strategy lust, you know, like totally. there's some good strategy in there. It's fulfilling that desire, you know, and there's some real good strategy. There's some like real bad strategy that gets exploited. There's some enemies that I'm like, that would be absolutely terrifying. How far are you? Uh, like 250 pages in. Okay. I don't in think there. that you've gotten to the part that I'm thinking of in my brain, but there's some real good like here we go <laughs> yeah you know it's funny um i was kind of wondering because there's like this conversation a little bit earlier than where i was reading where somebody had said something like okay so if this is a problem what exactly are we supposed to do and i found myself like kind of asking that too i was like yeah i mean like what are we supposed to do right, right. now like how do you even what's like get this in motion right now like what's what's being discussed in these books so far is like kind of beyond all the people riding horses every you know what i mean it's just yeah, like, it's like it's okay such so a, there's this god that's gonna like <laughs> fight this other god and like we gotta do something and we like, are wait. in the way <laughs> yeah. they're gonna murder all of us there's like, this person prophecy that's gonna save this person prophecy that's gonna like kill yeah, and yeah. we have no idea who either of those people are now but we gotta start doing stuff <laughs> <laughs> with a capital s yeah. stuff uh i love the term faithful in the fallen was introduced like 100 pages in i caught that yeah and I was like, that's the name of the series Do they use it yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> i did the same thing it always kind of makes you like, ah. <laughs> yeah tell me about red rising what's uh we haven't we haven't done the uh well we did do the episode but uh we won't we won't talk about it we i okay. messed up we messed up the work we did whatever whatever it's fine don't worry about it everybody it's fine yeah don't worry about it you're gonna get your excellent episode you will get your red (laughs) rising episode i promise (laughs) i forgot how much i loved those books i kind of forgot what they were i love and hate the way that my memory works right because it's been five six seven years since i've read them like a long time i like vaguely remembered like i could give you the most outliniest of outlines prior to reading it and then of course as things happen i'm like oh right oh yeah, right totally and right when we get to the part tell me to stop if this is too spoilery but right when we get to the part where we learn what the school is about then i was just so excited i was like oh yeah. my god it's like a it's like a sci-fi injected into a fantasy setting and then have the school trope but in a really like vicious awesome way and it yeah. is so cool what a fresh look on a very used trope i'm loving it i mean i flew through red rising and i'm yeah. almost, i'm actually almost done with golden sun Are you <laughs> really? i mean it's fine because i've already read it so i already know like the our listeners know going into the episode that i already know everything that i'm talking you know what i mean so right. it's fine but, i know everything period i mean Gold, <laughs> golden sun is in my opinion the best one golden oh my sun gosh. just uh, just doesn't let you off the ground I'm only like, a few chapters in i'm so excited to hear that because the first yeah. one i was like this is the best like this is so good how could they make a setting and and, and events that i like more than what happened here yeah i think golden i Sun honestly don't remember better. what happened to golden Sun. i did forget how intense the main character darrow is like <laughs> this and, and you're very much in his head and so and for people that haven't read the books i this isn't really spoiling much but just like an event happens where darrow uh is very upset i don't know if i want to go into any more detail than that and golden but, sun 
in the in the beginning of the book in the beginning of red rising like it's oh, just red rising. like yes, he's, yes yes yeah the situation is very dark the situation yeah. is very intense and he's i forgot i forgot how <laughs> like he's just there's so many little parts and i'm listening to it on audiobook so i've got tim gerard reynolds like in my ear with his irish brogue and there's just so many parts where like daryl's like kind of looking around and like you know some like two people over here having fun and he's just like i would probably join in i'm really really upset about this and it's just it's i don't <laughs> I just forgot like how consistently he is just in a terrible headspace for the yes. whole entire it kind of reminded me of like Quoth in Name of the Wind kind of like I think I made I made a TikTok video like making fun of Quoth where it'd be like really hard to complain around him you know what I mean because oh yeah because Quoth is just like oh your teachers are mad at you well like that reminds me of the time that my parents were killed by an evil cabal of demonic beings and like right, I don't right. I, I only have <laughs> no, like one, one shirt lost like, all my money again <laughs> <laughs> I owe this debt collector a bunch of money and she's got a vial of my blood that she could use to kill me anytime <laughs> like just you know he's <laughs> I'm sure he got a flat tire on the way to work. So, like, <laughs> so that's kind of like what Darrow kind of reminds me of too a little bit like he's just kind of a buzzkill like but I, I mean I'm not saying he shouldn't be but it's just I forgot about it while I was like doing my reread and I was just yeah like, <laughs> I mean you you nailed it Evan said like you know since I've read the first three before it was like you really should listen to the audiobooks because Tim Gerard Reynolds is one of my favorites speaking as Evan and I totally agree man really he even good. sings he's like remember the wane of sun's fury and waving brain like oh he's just best singing the song and just killing his game so hard yeah tim tim gerard reynolds also does the uh the ryria books by michael j sullivan just a if book series i really need to read yeah if anybody's interested in in listening to another really awesome set of audiobooks uh those are really good books they're he was like my favorite accent for readers yeah i mean i like irish uh, i think that the the traditional kind of like bbc accent is really kind of what i want with audio the guy who the read book. babel books of babel was like Primo. Yeah, he was really, really good. Andrew Cashino, the guy that did the Greenbone books, did a really good job too, though. And I he think did. he's he's American, or at least has an American accent. And those are awesome, like excellent audiobook narration for those. John Banks was the gent mm. who read the books of Babel. Totally. Yep. I wanted to throw his name out there because we had everyone else's name. I didn't want him to be left out in our uh, list of greats. But uh, yeah, Tim Gerard Reynolds is doing an amazing job. And, you know, we've mentioned so many times about stories where the love situation isn't well figured out. It's just not felt. It's like, I'm not feeling it. I'm not feeling it. In Red Rising, in the I'm feeling it within the first 30 pages. Like, I don't know how it's done, but it's it, it's amazing, right? I think it's because, and again, it's so hard not to spoil stuff, but like, we'll talk about it more in the episode, but I think it's because Pierce Brown wove in the situation you know what i mean like into their oh, relationship yeah you're already kind of aware of what's going on outside the relationship and then pushing the relationship into it really does a lot of the heavy lifting for wow believing that's well the, said the, yeah, no, yeah perfect. like that is yeah, exactly feels much why. more earned yeah so huh. he, he, he does totally do it really earned. fast really fast yeah and it would be very difficult to be like okay this 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 and we need to feel it and <laughs> yeah Wow. So I'm going to continue singing its praises. And if Evan's opinion is even kind of right, which it usually is, 
then I'll just keep on singing its praises all the way through. And I don't remember them being bad. So I'm excited for the fourth, fifth and, and the sixth, which comes out at the end of this month. So, yeah. Um, yeah. And for everybody listening, like uh, if you haven't started Red Rising and you're curious about it, there will be an episode coming out very soon for that. And we're doing one episode per book uh, in time for the sixth book, which comes out soon. Uh, we'll probably be on like the fourth book or something when the sixth one comes out. It'll be close. Yeah, we'll enough. be close. Yeah. Uh, we had some hiccups, but. Just, just what, what a hiccup. What podcast hiccup. doesn't have hiccups, you know? In fact, for like having almost 250 episodes out, yeah, I'm surprised that right. this specific yeah. hiccup hasn't happened more. So it's fine. I kind of feel bad. I've let uh, my 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 good friend who's certainly listening right now, Neil Gaiman, down by I just thanks haven't finished Neverwhere. Neil. Yeah, thanks, Neil. We really appreciate you taking the time. We know you're busy. I have not finished Neverwhere. Aren't I, you I like 50 pages it. from the end of it? I'm very close. Just yeah, I'm, it, I, I have it sitting next <laughs> to my end table, and I was like, I just saw it earlier today, and I was like, wow, kind of dropped the ball on Neverwhere. So uh, I'll have that done in the next few yeah, days. I just let need us to, like, know finish. next week. You gotta you gotta finish it by next. <laughs> I know week. it's been kind of embarrassing. It's like two or three weeks, and yeah. it wouldn't be embarrassing to take that long. But it's been two or three weeks since I've had fifty pages left. So. <laughs> yeah, that's a little embarrassing. <laughs> that's pretty bad. <laughs> um, now that's all as far as reading. I will say that I've watched two shows. One I'm not gonna spend any time on, which because I think it's old news. Which is Suits. It's about lawyers. I know thought it was pretty good. Have you ever seen even, that? Heard of it? No, I'm not interested in that at all. It was fun. I've only seen two episodes. <laughs> I'm interested but... in what you have to say about it. Ah, no, you're not. It's like it's a fun like lawyer show, you know, about a kid who's like super genius, and I love like Kavoth wannabes, you know. Sure. Yeah. He's just extremely smart, remembers everything, passes the bar like no problem. It's like fun. But the show that I really liked, that I super want to talk about, was Skull Island. Wow. Oh, I saw. Yeah, I saw a little. I started it that. and didn't stop till I finished it. Okay. Yeah, one sitting crushed cool. all eight. Oh wow oh it's state episodes that's cool yeah i mean it wasn't that impressive but still eh, it was eh. awesome Busy. it's like everything i want out of like a i don't know if you can call it anime because it's like not anime oh yeah this looks really cool yeah it's so cool yeah it's I'm just like this a, i might give this a watch eight monsters episodes. and adventuring party on the ocean who have like cool you know father son father son groups get shipwrecked onto skull island and it, chaos ensues because there's just like monsters there and awesome stuff happens and it's really like refreshing and the bad guys like are they bad i don't know who ends like it, it gets very lighthearted and has a nice like like wholesome message and you're just like oh, oh yeah. i really like how that finished up you know and obviously there's gonna be more show but it was it was balling i yep. loved it i uh you kind of convinced me i was already kind of thinking about watching it i'm gonna it's watch so it so fun yeah, it looks pretty awesome yeah i mean there's some scenes in it that i was just like oh this is why i watch stuff like this <laughs> yes. sweet encapsulates everything i want when you like watch the trailer and you're like is this gonna be what i want because i think it is and, and then it looks it is, like it yes it's exactly what it is it looks like it it takes it smells like it it feels like it. It is, my friends. I couldn't recommend it enough. Uh, and that's it for me. Tell me about your week. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, it's been a weird week. I, I know I posted about it and stuff, but uh, yeah, we had, to, we had to say goodbye to our dog, Lincoln. Yeah, um, man, I'm sorry. Rest in peace, yeah, Lincoln. It was, it was rough. We did it at a um, Zen Buddhist temple, which was oh. really cool, like out in, like kind of in the grass out there. And it was really peaceful. I mean, Portland is like a, you know, it's not a huge city, but it's like kind of loud. And we wanted to go somewhere pretty quiet where we knew we wouldn't be disturbed we like we didn't want to do it in like a public park or anything because we don't like like bum anybody out that was like trying to have a picnic or something but and we didn't want to do it at the house or anything yeah it was very peaceful uh no issues at all with it we just we went to the we went to the store and bought him so much food <laughs> we bought him how like, is like, it inappropriate to ask you don't have to answer this if you want 
one like how did you so like my understanding is you'd like take them to the vet and then they do it there but you could do it anywhere i don't know what the exact rules are for different states and counties and stuff like that but in portland uh, we were able to get a vet out uh to where we were and oh, wow. uh, it's just like a you okay yeah it's just an injection okay like a like a decent amount of like very relaxing drugs and then they, he just kind of fell asleep and then we gave him one more injection and you know it was sad but uh he was 14 you know the vet had basically said it was dementia and he was really anxious and he was barking all the time and uh it was just kind of yeah just when the quality of life gets to a certain point it's yeah like, we live in man. a basement and it was really 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 hard for him to get up the stairs oh to the point where we couldn't we didn't want to bring him back downstairs like all day long he's a pretty big and dog so, yeah he's like 110 pounds yeah uh, so he's very very big and uh yeah he wasn't he wasn't able to go on walks anymore oh. um we weren't able to really we could get him like outside to go to the bathroom and stuff but we couldn't really get him and he loves going on walks but yeah i mean it was it was definitely sad and it was kind of like the center point of our whole week oh of course so i didn't i didn't get a whole bunch of stuff done i didn't like post a lot of stuff i it was just kind of like you know being around for effie and you know because uh he, he was just a really big part of our lives and you want to like you know remember his life and like celebrate that a yeah. little bit you know that's a it feels kind of weird it, it to fast. be yeah it feels weird to be like down in the basement without him and you know in yeah. my room without him because he would always like if, if i was making videos or reading or you know writing He's you know, usually right behind stuff. us while he's you're usually, podcasting. Yeah, he's usually right behind me because um, this is a really quiet room, <laughs> and yeah. he's like a he's like a grumpy old man. Like anytime anybody made any noise upstairs, he was he would start borking, and uh, so so he came in here a lot because my room is like really as a effect of having like at least a thousand books behind me is and it's a pretty small room too so it's like kind of a an iso booth you know it's like there's right. no it's a good pretty good sound barrier yeah exactly it's very quiet in here um so lincoln hung out in here a lot but hopefully that didn't uh trigger anybody that's uh, been dealing with that or has dealt with that in the past i hope it didn't but i appreciate having the platform to at least talk about it a little bit because lincoln was really important um so i appreciate all of you uh, sending kind words and stuff on instagram and things like that it was just a um, kind of an intense experience. Um, I've never gone through that process before. Like I had dogs growing up, but I had moved out by the time mm. um, my parents had decided to put them to sleep. So I wasn't part of that process. So, um, but yeah, uh, as far as things that I w did manage to get to this week though, uh, I finished- Well, rest in peace, Lincoln. Uh, I'm dumping out a little bit of my coffee on the floor, which I'll clean up later. Uh, so he will be remembered he's, fondly. He's resting very much in peace yeah yes he was a good podcast pup <laughs> uh as far as stuff that i finished this week uh, i did finish the wisdom of crowds which was book three in the age of madness trilogy that was pretty good it was it was kind of like my least favorite of the three give me your order uh, i would say book two was my favorite followed by book one and then book three uh okay. so book one took a little bit you know it took a little bit to kind of like get the lay of the land and see what was what everything was right. about but then it was really Didn't start good. with logan just jumping off a cliff no no um <laughs> but then uh book two was awesome the whole way through it was just excellent and then book three i don't want to spoil anything like book three i would still recommend that trilogy easily to anybody obviously joe abercrombie is fantastic and uh, like a like a not so good abercrombie book is still a really good fantasy book yeah yeah but it just it just felt like the storylines that were happening kind of just petered into more stuff happening and then the book kind of ended you know and, and mm. the, <laughs> it's it's interesting too because there is a cliffhanger at the end and i think 
there's just more first law books coming out. So I haven't heard anything about them, and I think Abercrombie might even be working on something completely unrelated right now. You know, what's helped with this is reading the first law and the three standalone books and then this trilogy. There aren't really like solid endings. A lot of his stuff, like, I no. mean, it's, it's really, I think that he really wants to push like he's a certain kind of like realism when it comes to his like story structure and right. the way that things kind of end up is just like, ah, it's all chaos and nothing really means anything. And it's all just power grabs and uh, death and right. nothing's yeah, clean and exactly. buttoned up and sailing off into the sunset. It's kind of Jade city esque in that. Like you're kind of just getting a snippet of these people's lives over the course of these events. But like, are they over? Not really. Are their lives still going? Some of them. I do think I, I still liked age of badness more. I think I just liked that. It was, it felt a little bit more focused. Like it felt more, like it's a, okay so this is a, it's about this you know right. and with first law it's like it's about a lot of other stuff <laughs> right in <laughs> fact one of the points that it's making kind of is like it's life isn't just about one thing it's 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 messy it's messy age of madness was the least messy uh well <laughs> i mean well because i mean best serve cold red country and the heroes are all pretty simple stories you know what i mean uh the heroes has a lot of point of view chapters and stuff Heroes is really, really good, man. You should read it. I think I told you on the last episode you need to read the. Is Heroes. that a standalone? Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna put it in my phone. And for anybody listening, uh, if you are interested in reading the Age of Badness trilogy and you've never read any Joe Abercrombie, that's cool. I understand some people want to read about more industrialized settings than the traditional kind of like Western European medieval stuff. But I would at least recommend reading the Heroes. There's a lot of characters that are mentioned or are that are in this this trilogy that you kind of want to know about but you could technically read this trilogy without reading anything else like i i personally wouldn't recommend it but you could you, you do you totally uh unrelated kind of just because i put something into the list of my phone and i recently switched the way that i do this and i think that it's better but i want to hear your opinion when you have a list of things and you add to it frequently do you put the new entries at the bottom of that list <laughs> or at the top of the list the bottom really i used to do that and i just recently started putting it at know, the top the, and it's the, way now better. that you mentioned it, it actually kind of makes sense to put so much better i'm never looking for what i put in there way long time ago i want to know what i put in there just like two days ago like yeah, right there <laughs> thanks for the uh sidetrack there i appreciate yeah, that. yeah you're welcome you're welcome i know it's like the first time we've ever done that but uh <laughs> in addition to uh me finishing uh wisdom of crowds i finished red rising flew through it all stone with golden sun so that's what that's i finished uh, as for what i'm reading this week uh so i'm reading watchers by dean Kuntz. this is my first Dean Koontz, Koontz book. Oh, interesting. My dad uh, read a lot of Steve, uh, of Dean Koontz, and I, I guess my dad is like not a very big Stephen King fan, uh, which is wow. interesting. Like he read a lot of because he liked horror, but he read a lot of Dean Koontz and John Saul, but never got into Stephen King, which I've just never heard from my dad's. My dad's my dad, you know. Wow. Uh, uh, but we were talking on the phone, and my dad said that I need to read Phantoms by by Dean Koontz. And I didn't have that. So I was like, well, I have Watchers. Should I read that? And he was like, yes, read Watchers. It's cool. <laughs> so I started it and it's pretty cool. I don't, I don't love it. You know, like, I don't, <laughs> is it like modern like, setting? Or like... No, it's released in the late 80s. Okay. So I guess modern ish. It's so far about a guy who is kind of hiking in the forest and then feels like this weird presence around him after he meets this dog. And the dog is very uh, present, shall we say. The dog is very aware of things. Okay. And then he sees like this, this rustling in the bushes and just gets this really bad feeling in the forest and then runs away with the dog because the dog is like growling at the forest and stuff. 
And then there's like this kind of other part about this mercenary. And I think it's all going to kind of come together. But um, yeah, I mean, it's it's pretty cool so far. It's like interesting. I don't, I don't love the way that Dean Koontz writes. I don't, I don't think it's anything to write home about, really. I mean, it's fine. I do Is think... the dog like Oi? Is he not as cool as Oi? Yeah, I don't want to spoil anything in case you're going to read Watchers by Dean Koontz. But I mean, <laughs> I just figured like I've read so much Stephen King. I've read a decent amount of horror. Like, let's give Dean Koontz a shot. I mean, he's he's a very popular author. Yeah, very yeah, popular. He, I've read one of his books. Which one do you remember? It was called The Bad Place. Yeah, I've never even heard of that. <laughs> it was good. I don't remember a ton of it, but uh, I remember enjoying it and being like kind of a real page turner, you know? Yeah, uh, so, I, so I've talked to some people about Dean Koontz, and you included now, and uh, the, the consensus seems to be that like Watchers, Phantoms, and Strangers are the really good ones, and then also the Odd Thomas books. Those are the ones that people just, like, that's, those are the recommendations I see all the time. But yeah, I don't know. It's um, it's it's cool. I, like, I mean, it's, pretty, it's kind of messed up. Like, I, There's definitely a couple parts in this book that have already made me like pretty uncomfortable. But like yeah. not in like not in like a I'm scared way, more in like a why did you write it like that way? You know, like this is kind of messed up. Like when Dean Stephen Coons. King just always uses the word bosoms, <laughs> like that sort of way. Like why, why? Uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, I'm gonna keep reading it. I'm in, I'm intrigued now. Uh, but you know, some so every now and then I just pick up like a an old like used mass market paperback and go to town. Uh, and then in, in addition to that, I'm also reading Half a King by Joe Abercrombie. Oh, <laughs> man. Have, tell you, me about you, Tell me about it. How far are you? I'm halfway through it. So when did you start? Uh, like two days ago. Nice. Yeah, yeah, I know. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm cruising through it. Uh, it's so much fun. Y'all, if you're listening right now and you want something that's easy to digest, that's exciting, that's well-written, secondary world, go read shattered sea like joe abercrombie i know i sing his praises constantly i just did like a few minutes ago and this is not a joe abercrombie podcast but i'm just in the mood for what he's got to serve up and i'm eating all of it and it's so freaking good and it's so it's there's only one point of view in this first book yeah. at least um i don't know how the if the does the point of view change in books two and three every book yep that's okay, always that's, what i do first that's cool that's interesting um one thing i don't like about joe abercrombie is that he doesn't number his chapters like no number your chapters joe abercrombie i know you're listening right now <laughs> i love this joke we have where every I know. time oh, we're definitely <laughs> listening yeah we know you're listening abercrombie joe i know you're listening and please just number your chapters because i'm i've got it i got it on audiobook when there was this ridiculous audible sale going on and i got all three of the books for like nine dollars nice. or something i'm kind of doing both really book easy and to make audiobook. a sale for that one's like half a oh, price yeah, it was so cheap <laughs> But I'm doing half audiobook and half physical book. And so it's really annoying, Joe, who is definitely <laughs> listening right now, to to read like three or four chapters, four or five chapters, and then be like, okay, I want to listen to this on audiobook now. And then I have to like look oh. at every... It's very not a big deal. Also kind of, kind of a big deal. Still, though. Yeah, I want he numbers. names them though, right? They each yeah, have he a does. Different he does name, name yeah. them. Uh, but it's yeah. the same with like, um, like Terry Pratchett doesn't have chapter numbers it doesn't even yeah. have chapter names or he just has page breaks oh yeah that's pretty, nice. just use annoying. numbers don't use roman numerals you can name them if you want <laughs> but use numbers i'm so bad with roman numerals i can go up to like 20 and then i'm like where you'll <laughs> never have to the m is a thousand right pretty sure yeah no okay. i think that's c no m is a thousand c is 500 i think 
Darnell C is 100. Uh, <laughs> We're already know. messing it up. Uh, yeah, anyway, that is what I'm reading right now. As far as like, stuff I'm playing, stuff I'm doing, um, not really. I'm still kind of chipping away at Diablo 4. I don't know. It's, it's cool. Like I, I feel kind of dumb for spending $70 on it because I'm playing it by myself. And it's good, but it's I'm just smacking stuff like it's not really i'm just watching numbers go up you just know, run around so. beating people it up, looks really stuff. good it looks great i think it's a beautiful game especially for what it is you know like this kind of like isometric hack and slash kind of game mm-hmm. it, it looks really good the story is pretty cool i'm trying to keep up with the lore and everything but i kind of like skipped some of the dialogues because i'm like listening to an audiobook and i don't want to like be ingesting a story while i'm listening to an audiobook i feel like those games are nice and that you both can get as involved with the story as you want you know it's like you can just also go through beating stuff up with your friends if you want or you can get yeah. really into the story and like be like angels and you know you can get really into it on my switch i'm playing final fantasy 5 oh wow for any big final fantasy fans out there uh, i have never finished a final fantasy game um, well, so well I, I mean that's a that's a it's, a, it's high, an undertaking yeah, yeah it's it an undertaking yeah i'm playing five because i remember playing five when i was younger and i really like it's definitely got that like very high fantasy like element to it i really like it it's great i'm struggling just a little bit that first uh the the bird if you're listening and you like final fantasy <laughs> and you played final fantasy 5 the bird in the wind temple was besting me but i finally beat it right before i got on here actually so i'm excited oh, nice. to go back congratulations and- uh, that explains the extra pep in your staff when you hopped in <laughs> just beat that bird yeah but that is then- i mean those bosses are very difficult they are and they don't have health bars or anything yeah 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 they do but you just don't know about them yeah so i'm I'm into that it's been nice to play like kind of an older game and just kind of sink my teeth into that is it top down yeah no yeah it is okay Uh, they didn't switch to 3d until final fantasy 7 i believe okay uh before you move on from here uh just so everyone knows because i just can't let things die l is 50 c oh is 100 God. d is 500 and m is 1000 you were correct okay, and cool. i was correct and then also very wrong because i changed my answer four times so that is going to be really useful for us moving forward yes definitely <laughs> we you. use that Appreciate a lot in society so you're welcome everyone uh yeah and then lastly uh i've been watching a little bit of star trek the next generation started Ooh, the nice. first season and i've just been I'm already like 10 or 12 episodes into it yeah i know i did a live this morning and i mentioned it and it, <laughs> it's so funny how like even keeled everybody is in that show <laughs> like this ship could be literally disintegrating into atoms in a time warp like <laughs> yeah and then picard is just like my god what's going on right now <laughs> we need to put together a plan <laughs> All right, let's figure this out. Riker, yes. what do you think? And it's Riker. Like they're, like they're just like standing around figuring this stuff out with the same energy throughout every situation. And I know it gets different and obviously it's not literally the same energy all the time, but like it's such a good show to kind of like mellow out to and fall asleep yeah. to because the stakes are never really that high. And yeah, it's I mean, they're so, always real high, but like you're not really worried about no, it. No, you're not worried about it. Yeah, but like it's, it's so nerdy. I love how every episode just begins with Captain's Log. Yeah, Captain's <laughs> Log. Starting. <laughs> And it's just like, we're on a mission to like find these ambassadors who have found this thing. And then we're going to like bring them up into the ship, but only if like this thing happens because they're in communicate with this other thing. And then, right, right, and right. then like the scene starts and it's like kind of cool kind of and it's like this this kind of boring conversation (laughs) it's just like this boring conversation on the holodeck and then like some kind of happens and then it's just like space the final frontier but man i love it so much it's just really scratching that super nerdy itch that i have it's my favorite of the star treks 
Yeah, I haven't really watched Deep Space Nine. I've only watched the original <laughs> and then a decent amount of Next Generation. Um, Deep Space Nine is... I, I heard it's kind of wacky. It's kind of wacky. It's kind of yeah. the like Ringo star of like the, the... I don't know. I've heard from a lot of people that it's their favorite, so... Really? Yeah, it's... I mean, it's... I think wow. that the fact like, that it's set on a space station, I guess, uh, people like that more. Interesting. Because it's just like more variables and like more... What? More variables? It's, it's not moving anywhere. Yeah, but like stuff's coming to it. You know what I mean? It, but, well, I would rather go to the stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I think I would too. <laughs> But yeah, I'm I'm into it. Uh, I'm also watching uh, Dragon Prince. I had kind of stopped watching the after the first season for some reason. I'm just like scatterbrained and I just forget to watch stuff. I'm really bad with TV, but I'm into the third season now. And Dragon Prince is getting pretty serious. Like this is getting pretty really? intense. Yeah, this is getting. I mean, it's kind of like you know Avatar. It's like pretty whimsical for a while, and like there's some okay. serious pockets of it. But then you kind of get into like late second season, early third season, into the late third season of Avatar, and like. Things are really getting real here. Oh, you know? man. Yeah, they're having like regimes. T- There's some like very adult themes that get brought up in Avatar. They're like really well done. Yeah, um, I mean, it's, just like, it's the people that created Avatar created the, dra- the Dragon Prince. Um, oh, yeah, the animation is very similar. Yeah, and it's like the humor is like pretty similar too. <laughs> Whereas they're just like, let's just throw every joke we can at the wall and like some of them will be funny and they'll be turned into memes and they'll be good. And then some of them right. is just like, why did... it's a specific brand of humor that only those shows have i feel like you know yes did it become when what when did it come out like i'm not sure yeah i know the fifth season comes out in like a couple weeks uh so that's kind of why i started watching it again oh okay i just remember the only reason why i asked because i remember there being like a very distinct or at least for me a noticeable difference in the quality of the fight scenes between avatar last airbender and the legend of korra and the legend of korra was like brought it to a whole new level like they're like that water bending and the way they moved it was just awesome it was yeah. so cool you know and i want to i want to shout out to the creators of those shows because i know they're listening right now and definitely i mean it i'm really impressed with like it, it would be really difficult to have a show that is centered on conflict like this and not show any really gruesome violence like it's it's difficult like they have to kind of right. like kick you know it's like i was just watching an episode where someone stormed into, into a room and threw a spear at somebody and it like hit them in the head but they were like wearing a, a metal helmet and it like incapacitates them and it's like you get everything you need out of that mm. right but it's like it's not showing like a spear going through someone's face and like, <laughs> like a kid's gargling and like- <laughs> you'd have to be you'd have to be really creative with how you did those battle sequences because you know, I mean, a lot of the time it's like someone gets knocked over, so they're like out. You know what I they mean? Freeze them. Yeah, that's. But there are a lot of other like really creative things, like the spear thing, or like you know somebody gets thrown over like a barrier of some sort, and now they're just kind of like not in the scene right. anymore. Or they get knocked out or whatever. It's so easy to have people like burning to death, squashed by boulders, like. But none of that happens, and it's impressive that you don't notice the lack of that. I happening. mean, there was a sp- <laughs> there was a part. I was just watching it last night and there was a part where someone got free- frozen and then broken into a bunch of pieces. And I was like, whoa, oh my God, whoa. Like, that is actually pretty gruesome. That's you a guys. fail right that there. That was pretty intense. But yeah, I'm really liking it uh, a lot. I'm definitely going to watch the fourth season and then <clears throat> the fifth one when it comes out. Well, if that happens to you in your D&D campaign, it's like, I'm pretty sure that no priest can bring that body back to life. Can't like anything happen in D&D though? Couldn't I mean, the DM maybe- just be like... Yeah, but I mean, there's like kind of rules. Like you have to, you can go and hire a priest that can revive you. But like, if your body is so in so many chunks, then it's like you can't. 
But what What's if there was like this, this special like anti-chunking spell that was discovered in a cave? Maybe like, you might be, but you have all the pieces. There's a there's Dude. a spell which gathers all the pieces. I remember this one time we lost one of our characters and we buried him in like a forest, and then we were like had the best of intentions to bring him back, but we crit failed like the role of like nature happening, and by the time we got out of, brought it, but there was some reason we couldn't actually bring them back to the city, so we brought the priest to it was like one out of 20 chance and it happened and animals had eaten the corpse <laughs> that character had to re-roll we can't play D with just the two of us can we we could yeah it's kind of difficult but like one of us would have to be the d you know we could totally could it'd be one of those podcast episodes but we we have we, to prepare for it a lot we'd have to prepare and i would love to get somebody else on to do it and like it's not i've always thought about it for this podcast and i think Me it'd too. be fine i think it'd be fun um but at the same time it would be an episode that i would not edit i would just let it Wrong. go yeah because yes. i wouldn't <laughs> i wouldn't Dude. want to edit it because it would be like oh. three hours long and it would capture that chaos yeah exactly so um yeah let us know in the discord everybody if, you, if that sounds like something you'd be interested in it's like maybe us yeah, i've dm'd a few campaigns i, I think you'd be a together. really good i'd be a really terrible dm i just like i just know i would don't really know bad. actually i think you would be a very good i think DM, you'd be really. i think you'd be a much better and very Maybe. amazing. I've had to learn some lessons. I started off way too generous thinking like everyone needs to be awesome. Right. So I'd give them all these magical things and like, I just OP'd everybody. And it's like, that's not actually fun. Your job isn't to make them invincible. Your job is to make them like challenge, you know, challenge is fun. And so you want to present your people with fights that, almost killed him yeah let's uh um, you know? let's, let's table that pun intended okay. yeah 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 and, and we'll, we'll we'll talk about it because that sounds okay. I, i've been thinking about it since the podcast inception you know same yeah i've been playing with the idea i've even had a few emails from people recommending that oh really yeah i mean yeah, uh -huh. uh, i think that would be pretty fun considering we already um have a decent amount of people listening to us and i think it'd be a treat yeah it would. But, and, I, and i've never played the only time i ever played it uh <gasps> i didn't understand what was going on so. it's kind of complicated it. we'd want to simplify it a little but we could totally do it all we'll right talk. let's think about it uh so yeah. yeah that's everything from me let's go right into the fictional fun fact which i actually supplied to chad but it's his turn yeah that will become very obvious uh here when i read this <laughs> thank you evan you're welcome dean Koontz has sold more books than stephen king according to evan's research dean Koontz has sold 450 million copies whereas king has sold 350 million which doesn't sound like a lot but that's a difference of a hundred million yeah, that's a lot uh, okay that's a so lot. to kind of flesh the flesh out this data a little bit dean Koontz has also published more books he's dean Koontz has published 105 books well yeah, stephen king is at lot. 65 small potatoes i know you think right? i at least want to get to 69 right that 69th one's got to be a banger oh pun really intended good. i didn't though oh my goodness <laughs> um but yeah i mean i have a feeling i mean depending on who you talk to obviously maybe maybe there are a lot of people that prefer dean coons to stephen king i'm not one of them so far but my dad apparently is so yeah i think and i might be totally like I don't mean this in, as any sort of insult in any way and i have not read enough dean coons really or stephen king for that matter to maybe say this but i'm going to anyway i think maybe it's perhaps Dean Keynes, Dean Keynes. I know. Dean I, I want to say Dean King or like Dean Keynes. It's hard. <laughs> Dean Koontz. Are those books maybe perhaps a little simpler? Because um, like Stephen I King, know. I feel uh, like goes out of his way to make them complicated and weird. I've heard uh, Dean Koontz books are a little bit formulaic, where there's yes. like this main character, and then they meet somebody of the opposite word, sex, yeah. and then they just kind of like end up doing stuff for the yeah. There's usually a dog involved with Dean Koontz. Apparently, Dean Koontz just loved 
loves dogs huh. and there's a lot of dogs. Stephen King is like, but aliens. And uh, most of Stephen King's books take place in Maine and most of Dean Koontz's books take place in Southern California and they both live in those respective places. So I've heard that's a pretty big difference because like Southern California is not really like scary. <laughs> no, not at all. Maine is like all mysterious and like foggy and misty and there's like shipwrecks and like it's like the Astoria of East Coast. Yeah, for anyone listening, uh, Astoria, Oregon is uh, there's a lot of history in that specific spot of Oregon. It's really pretty. It's where the Goonies was filmed. It's where the Ring movies were uh, were filmed. It's very creepy. I've been there a few times and it's when you get there, you're like, yeah, no, this makes sense. It's like misty and creepy. I think a decent amount of the Twilight movies or at least the first one was filmed uh, around portland i think you're right like the, yeah like the gorge area around here mm-hmm. i know a lot of it was probably filmed in washington because that's where it takes place yeah and it definitely looks like washington like it's it's foggy and rainy and dark and gross you know yeah like, i mean washington is really beautiful obviously but i'm i'm oregon oregon baby yeah team. all the way oregon is like washington's like younger sibling that didn't go to yeah. college you know that's how i try that's stuff everywhere yeah that's like what, how i try to explain like the difference between portland and seattle you know like seattle like grew up and moved out of their parents house and got a good job and portland's just like drinking pbr <laughs> going to house party shows in. it's like 40 and like... <laughs> yeah it's got it's pretty gross you know the coke like, problem <laughs> yeah yeah definitely yeah <clears throat> but yeah I, I think i don't know i might end up reading some more dean coons i don't know i don't know like I've, i'm definitely gonna keep reading stephen king it's just really interesting that i don't know if he pushed past that because he's got so many devoted people reading or because he's more prolific or maybe it's both i'm not really sure yeah well i feel like Kind of like the Colleen Hoovers of the world, you know, and I think you nailed it. You nailed what I was trying to say when you said formulaic. It's like simple probably isn't the right word. Like maybe that's the outcome, the end result. But formulaic, I think, is right. Like he's kind of got his flow and people are people love what they know. Right. They yeah, love to no, like, for sure. pick up yeah. those Colleen Hoover books and read that story. And yes, they're all different, but there's a lot of crossover between them as well. And so as coming from someone who's read zero of them, but I have I've done my research. Um, <laughs> And so I just feel like it's it's a very digestible thing. You know, once they, he kind of gets a following, I bet you if once you've read 30, you've kind of read all of them, you know, but you will read all of them. It's probably something very comfortable about it. You know, it's like the new James Patterson book comes up. You're going to the pharmacy to go buy it. Like that's it's just oh, new James Patterson. I've read 45 of his books. Let's do another one. You know, why not? People are still watching General Hospital. That show's been running since like 1976. Hey, if you know, you know, yeah, you know. You know. <laughs> but yeah, uh, that's going to do it for us today, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to the Monday morning episode. Chad and I love doing this episode. It's really the highlight do. of my week for sure. Other than all the awesome books that I get to make and also the Patreon episode that I do every week. And if you'd like to listen to that, you can go over to our uh, link in the description for this episode. Click on the old Patreon link. That would help us out a whole, whole bunch. It definitely would. And before we wrap up, I want to do my new thing real fast and thank a few countries. Uh, I'm going to throw out uh, Canada, which is a big one They're I think the third, third or fourth largest uh, country that that listens to us. Um, and we're in 87th of the 44,000 in Canada, which is real big. That's super awesome. Um, Portugal, Portugal. 67th. Thanks, Portugal. Ireland, hey-o, 37th. Yeah, baby. And then I wanted to throw out United Kingdom because they're in the top five as well with 110, though I try to keep it under 100 for my list of thanks, but still (laughs) uh, super deserving mention, United Kingdom. Thanks so much. Thanks very much, all you wonderful countries. And also to all our listeners, if you had time to take out of your very busy day, uh, go leave us a review on uh, Apple Podcasts or Audible. Those reviews help us so much. And at the very, very least, please uh, give us a rating, five out of five stars or a one 
out of five is uh, just go five out of five. There's no coming, but no, <laughs> it bummed me out a little bit. But uh, if if you really feel like that, uh, a rating is probably better than no rating. I don't know. Is it? Uh, <laughs> not really. I think it just yeah. I mean, because it will affect. The Please average. don't leave us one star. Oh my god, we're no. trying our best here. <laughs> The last our record is three in a week that I read off two weeks ago. So we're trying to beat that with a four Z. So uh, let's do it, team. We got it. All right, everybody. I'm going to go. I'm going to go read Malice. Me too. Yeah. I'm going to go finish Neverwhere before I do anything else. And then I go. will edit this episode. And then I'm going to go Faithful. What follow. a responsible book podcaster you are. I know. Neverwhere. More like right here. Okay. That's not going to work. All right. Thanks, everybody, again so much for listening. Hope you have an awesome rest of your day. And of course, happy reading. Bye, everybody.